It's not brain emoji, scientist emoji. It's rocket emoji, medical worker emoji. This is the Emoji Movie. The Incomparable, number 520, June 2020. Hi, everybody. I'm Jason Snell. This is The Incomparable's Rocket Surgery, where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it that's totally not like any other podcast. And for this episode, we watched The Emoji Movie from 2017, a fun animated romp featuring lots of cute emoji. And we are going to talk about it with my my guests. First off, these are, again, the people who for some reason agreed to be on this episode. Glenn Fleischman, among them, hello. I, I think I had a, some kind of fugue and mm. um, woke up and I had seen the movie. Common complaint common very common report that that there was some sort of fugue involved and you don't really understand where, how you got here uh kathy campbell also somehow saw the emoji movie hello yeah uh my daughter saw this on my calendar and got very excited um mm. so i highly recommend anyone who wants to i guess like this any part to watch it with an 11 year old okay with target audience understood yes. Uh, Monty Ashley also watched the Emoji Movie. Hello. Who could imagine that an hour and a half of T.J. Miller and James Corden could become annoying? <laughs> <laughs> Monty, I like we can wrap it up now. You've just you've covered so many of the bases already. Chef's kiss. Oh man. Chef's kiss. Oh man. Steve Letts also joins us. Hi, Steve. Yes. Today, as per usual, I will be playing the part of poop. <laughs> I, I also, you were born incidentally, play. do feel like I got fugued when I watched this movie. So, <laughs> no, you're thinking fugued. Oh yeah, well that's very similar. <laughs> oh no, no, no. And uh, at least my tail is up in a jaunty angle. And our very special guest, uh, he attended the red carpet premiere of the Emoji Movie. He is also our first guest ever to appear in the Wikipedia page. Of the movie we're talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is Chief Emoji Officer of Emojipedia, Jeremy Burge. Hello, Jeremy. Oh, wow. We made you watch it a second time. <laughs> no, I have not ever felt more and less qualified to be on a podcast at any given time. You you are uh, listed under the marketing subsection of the Wikipedia page as one of the many people who attended the wonderful premiere, along with Patrick Stewart, Maya Rudolph, Jake T. Austin, and, and I luminaries. I, I was with all these people, uh, people I had reflected glory. There were people nearby, and whenever I went to any room or anywhere anywhere near anything with these people, obviously people assumed that I was somehow famous, so I was doing signatures and taking selfies of people. No one had any <laughs> idea who I was. It was, it was all reflected hey, glory. Jeremy, can I ask you this? I once saw a screening, screening of a movie that had been in the can for many years and had never been released uh, by the creator of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This was his next franchise sort of thing, I think, and um, a very small audience attended, including Dieter Bader, or Diedrich Bader, rather, sorry, and a few oh, other Batman. people are in the film. Yeah, and uh, um, they had never seen the movie before uh, in the final edit. And afterwards, it was a little awkward and uncomfortable. I wondered, the Emoji movie, did, did the people who were in it, who were attending, were they excellent actors and acted like they'd seen something they really enjoyed and were happy to be in? You know what, I... I... <laughs> I was so tempted to ask because I was around these people for all day for one of those as a sort of whole publicity day leading oh. up to the the red carpet. So I was around Patrick Stewart and and Jake T. Austin and Maya Rudolph, but I just I didn't want to know the answer. So they, either they're excellent 
either they're excellent at acting and they kind of let on. At no point did you get any kind of behind the scenes. We were around a lot of hours with each other. At no point did anyone kind of let on that this was not a good movie, that we all knew it was not a good movie. So they're either excellent actors or they had not seen they're it. They're professionals and they are excellent yeah. actors. Yeah. Yes, they're professionals. Absolutely. My paycheck was excellent, they say. Are they? I was shocked to find that one of the credited screenwriters for this movie is Mike White, who did Chuck and Buck and did School of Rock and um, I, uh, Season I, of the Amazing Race. And I indeed, and Survivor. I, I uh, searched for stories that involved Mike White and the Emoji movie and found <laughs> several points where he points out that um, he thought about not being credited, but being credited <laughs> meant he got paid more. <laughs> And he really would like some money to help pay for, like, his house. And uh, also, I think what he said was, I shouldn't say for his house. I think what he primarily said was that funds the next indie movie he does, that his name yeah. is put on the emoji movie mm-hmm. for three weeks work, where I assume he just threw in some jokes because oh, I do have some... some- respect for mike white here but uh but basically trying to be as diplomatic as possible while saying look they paid me <laughs> that's i don't understand yeah. why he feels like he needs the money surely people are going to be beating a path to his door after this fine sc- well this yeah, I mean, he knows that he's taking the money in return for that being on his imdb page forever like he, he's aware of the trade that happens there um there are a lot of i'm gonna say jokes in this movie that are clearly <laughs> people in a punch up room saying what if someone said this? Mm. Yeah, there, I laughed yeah. three to five times. I think there, there were a couple moments that I laughed too. Uh, they they didn't laugh. They were fleeting. Let's just say they were fleeting. Um, There's a very small section at the end of my notes that contains all of the things that cracked a smile for me. <laughs> all right, <laughs> good. It's a very small section, but I kept track because I knew it wasn't going to require a lot of typing. Steve, Steve, did it include yeah. oh my colon? It did. (laughs) You'll be shocked to learn that all, let's count them up, one, two, three, four items on my list involve poo in some way. I'm shocked. Shocked, shocked. Yep. So... Because that's clearly, that was clearly the true uh, medium of the screenwriters. Mm -hmm. Yes. The the Emoji Movie is a movie about uh, an emoji named Gene... (laughs) <laughs> Hilarious. They came up with such a good name for yeah, it. Yeah, he lives in Textopolis, which is a, a city that is also an app that is also the texting app of the phone of a, uh, a kid named Alex. He is a meh emoji and the son of two other meh emojis. And now I have to go to our expert, Jeremy Bird. Um, <laughs> what is a meh emoji? Because I don't <sighs> is because I don't think there is one, right? Well, you know, they're kind of the uh, there is unamused face is pretty close. It's not mad though. You're right. It's not saying I don't care. It's saying I'm not amused. Right. There's unamused face. There's expressionless face. Yeah, I've always counted it as unamused. I think it's the unamused face, but clearly, kind of intelligently, as they're going to do one thing right about this movie, it's to slightly rebrand the characters Mm. so they can merchandise them later. So by not giving them the classic names and slightly tweaking them a little, now they've got a new copyrighted uh, little merchandise system ready to go. Hmm. I can't believe this movie would engage in that sort of uh, consumerism. It seems <laughs> totally it's hard out to of believe character. the corporate tendrils snuck in right there cause in what is otherwise a corporate promotion and crossover tie-in free film, clearly. No. Right. Is that why the Met is the only emoji in the movie to have a first name and parents? 
Okay, mm. I, I was gonna I was gonna bring this up. <laughs> what, I, you know, far be it for me to attach logic to this movie, but I right. do have questions about whether the emojis have names or not. Because Gene has a name, his parents have names. At one point, at the end, the evil villain who is Smiler is revealed to actually. I think I think she's got a name. The princess has a name, even though that's not the name she goes by. Like, and and secondary to that, also, I'm unclear. It's such a weird premise. The idea that the emojis can only express the expression of the emoji that they are except many emojis don't <laughs> so right well, i don't Jason, there's got to be a premise to use uh generic plot number 708 which is just be yourself and uh the only way you do that is by forcing everybody in the movie to not be themselves but it's generic setting 2a which is <laughs> Here's the secret lives of a thing. But instead of the standard format like Toy Story or Food Fight, where when a person walks in the room, they have to, like, they have their real lives and their toy life. Here, there's no reason for everybody to have to express their emoji personality in their society, which how does this society work? We don't know. Mm. Because there's no Andy's home moment where they have to switch back and forth. And that's that's why you do that setting. Yeah, because because the premise in order to get so the director said he was inspired by Toy Story. Um <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, I know. Also, Dang. the movie this is most like <laughs> is, thrown on it, Toy Story. is like Wreck-It Ralph, except it's Wreck-It Ralph without any right. of the cleverness or nostalgia. A little bit of Inside Out, too. Yeah. It's like Tron. It's actually more like <laughs> Oh, Tron. it's very Tron. It is like Tron. It is, <laughs> yes. it is true. I fight for the users. But they, they do have the, the moment where they're like, the, that is supposed to be the Andy's Room moment, which is early on, which is explaining how this, how this very complicated scenario actually works. It doesn't do that. And it is about the kid, Alex, using the phone. And we discover that the Emojis uh, live to perform in the cube, which the cubes, which are the equivalent of an emoji keyboard, and that when the user touches an emoji on the emoji keyboard, a giant hand that is also a scanner pivots around a giant room of cubes, goes to the one emoji who happens to be in the, the cube for that emoji that's been requested, scans their appearance, and then relays that appearance to the phone, which is a long way to go. And I'll also point out the emoji keyboard on the phone that the kid is pressing already has the picture of the emoji on it. So where does that come from? And why do you need to scan it again? But again, why am I applying logic to this movie? I can accept all that, but why do the emoji age? And how? And is there some kind of incredible <laughs> eugenic system so emoji may only marry other emoji? Like, what happens if two different? It's not even dressed in the movie. There's a young poop who we learn is only ten years old. I'd like to go to Jeremy on this. Is a ten-year-old emoji young? <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, middle aged. <laughs> I, I really feel like we're off the deep end if we're going to fact check all this, but I do have a long list at the end of my notes of emojis that didn't exist when this movie came out, emojis that never existed but they're in the movie, and uh, various other odd emoji facts that are not relevant to the plot whatsoever, but they couldn't help but jump out at me when I was watching it. So, no, I, I think a, a 10 year old is middle aged for the record. Yeah, there seems to be like a general issue with with time in this film. Like it's it's curious that the hand has a full collection of 1980s finger puppets that uh, <laughs> that are living in the wallpaper. Yeah, first of all, how those get into the phone? That might be where your phone has some issues. Right. But and uh, there, 
There's a line. This will come back when we visit the loser lounge in a little bit. But there's a line in this very first segment where we are are seeing how this all works, where somebody says there's nothing like being scanned for the first time. And Mm. I thought about it and I was like. Good luck, Mountain Tramway. Maybe maybe you'll have your chance sometime. Um, there's a little tier of flags in one of the shots of the cube. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys. Good for I, you. I would also say the introduction early on of the emoticons was actually, I thought that was kind of cute. I was like, okay, the I'll geriatric, give them that. Right. Right. If, if that anything as amusing as that had appeared later in the film, I'd give them more credit for that. But it was kind of cute. Yeah, so um, oh, I want to mention, since we talked about uh, that Gene has parents, his parents are Mel and Mary. They are also ma- emojis, get it, they're Mel and Mary. Um, and, and Mel, I, w- I actually, I'm going to say something positive about a performance. Stephen Wright performs as Mel. <laughs> this is a brilliant piece of casting, the old man me- emoji. And, uh, you know, Stephen Wright is just being Stephen Wright. But I, I, I'm going to put that in the positive side for this movie. I was like, sure. yes, of course, Stephen Wright is the meh emoji. That makes perfect sense. So Something for the old farts in the audience. That's right. Please. I appreciate it. I was like, is that, could that be? It is. It's Stephen Wright doing his it, monotone, <laughs> your, your dog just died kind it. of voice. You know yep. how much today's phone-obsessed teens enjoy Stephen Wright? Oh, yeah. That's right. They all downloaded <laughs> I Have a Pony off of Spotify, where all the streams are available. We'll get there. Um, all right. So, so the kid... Uh, the kid has this conflicted story where there's uh, it's very complicated you may not have seen a story like this before where there's like a girl he likes and he doesn't know what to say to her hmm yes it was brand new they clearly you know just stripped away yeah. any pretense of old plots to recycle no. and just came at this brand new no, it Al- was really inspiring Al- Alex likes a girl and doesn't know what emoji to send her uh, this is the inciting act of the whole movie because he decides to send a met emoji Okay, Alex. And uh, and Gene makes a mistake. He panics that gets uh, sent to her instead, which ruins uh, Alex's possible love life. Or does it? Will will he have a chance to be redeemed? <laughs> Keep watching and find out if you don't don't cry yeah. before then. Um, he inadvertently sends uh, her a really weird emoji, which just completely, you know, nonplusses her. And yet, at the end, the the denouement of happens. the film yeah. is that he sends her a really weird emoji that she's charmed by. So, well, this one's animated. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Everything's better when it's animated. So, so <laughs> Smiler, the the evil the live smiling... action version of this movie's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Smiler, the evil uh, management emoji, who I don't know who put her in charge, but she decides that he's a malfunction. He's going to be deleted, and so he decides to run away. He's rescued by the high five emoji, which is again not qu- again branding, right? Not quite the an emoji yeah. that exists but they, they tried they, they tr- really tried with this one they went i don't know why though it sort of was a bit distracting maybe that no one uses the hand facing the palm as a high five ever really just a straight up hand so it was distracting for me having that be a key character <laughs> one of the three key characters of the movie not actually an emoji well actually two out of three of them for most of the movie huh. it was yeah. yeah an odd choice all three for most of the movie i would argue because the princess is disguised as a hacker yeah You've yeah. given everything away now, Monty. Oh, anyway, the high five is played by James Corden, who begins slightly restrained and then very rapidly is completely unrestrained. And I, I, I uh, this character, um, like there's, the a, there, there's a scene later where this character is left to die. And I thought, well, great. <laughs> Um, and so the 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 plot is set off here where high five tells gene that they can go find a uh, hacker and the hacker 
in in sort of out of the app. They have to leave the app, the Textopolis city slash app. Uh, but then if they can find a hacker, they can fix Gene so he can be the emoji he has always wanted to be. All right, time for a little break. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors this week. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I think it's fair to say we all want to browse the internet without the rest of the world knowing what you're doing. And we know about our incognito windows are great. All those security windows in Safari, it's a private window. That's nice. But even in that mode, your online activity can still be traced because even if your browser doesn't leak anything, your internet connection leaks stuff. It doesn't matter where you get your internet from. Your ISP can see every single website you've visited if they want to look. Your IP address is out there. This is why you should try ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers. Your ISP doesn't see anything. Your IP address changes. It's available on all your devices, your phone, your computer, even your smart TV. There's no excuse for you not to be using it. I've used ExpressVPN. Super easy. On my iPad, I love to place shift on my iPad. One tap, boom. My internet connection is completely secure and I can choose where I want my iPad to be which is also very convenient. Protect your online activity today with the number one rated VPN by CNET and Wired. Go to expressvpn.com slash Snell and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash S-N-E-L-L. That's my last name. To learn more, thank you, ExpressVPN, for supporting the incomparable. Now, Jason, I don't want to get too far forward in the quote-unquote plot before before discussing in these early city scenes just how weird and lazily written and oddly out of time this entire script is i mean this this vehicle i mean this movie exists first of all i mean obviously the movie exists because some executive somewhere said oh kids love them emojis Let's mm-hmm. maybe we could sell them a movie about it and also include some corporate synergy and make more money. Uh, so let's throw together the weakest, easiest, most generic plots possible and make a quick buck on this. But I mean, the, the, so so the entire script is basically filled out with nothing but puns because they couldn't be bothered to come up with a better plot. And so all the time is basically filled out with these, these crappy puns. But they couldn't even get that right. I mean, you're, you're, you're pitching a movie at theoretically teens and little kids, and you're going you're gonna to put in a joke about how the shrimp is going to throw himself on the Barbie? Oh, yeah. Oh, and Steve, the um, <clears throat> excuse me, Smiler and the Marathon Man reference with all the dental tools. Oh, sure. Because kids yeah. love Marathon Man. Well, and then in this scene, you've also got timeshare jokes. Kids love those. (laughs) It was great. The early scenes in a movie like this, like in Wreck-It Ralph, I think are supposed to show us how this society works. When you say, what if toys had real lives? Okay, what do they do? But here they said, what if emojis all lived? And um, these business monkeys, they're doing monkey business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, those oh, business monkeys, they, they, that should be the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no yeah. evil monkeys, but they don't do those things. It. Yeah, that's the other it. thing. The other thing you're supposed to do is have cameos like, oh, here's Qbert. But here, there aren't a lot of emojis people have a lot of emotional attachment to. True. So you get 
you know, here's the eggplant, but we can't possibly talk about what the eggplant <laughs> represents. Well, yeah, right. and then they, they suggest that eggplant is a highly unused emoji. Yeah, the eggplant oh is God. in the loser lounge, and I'm like, it's a teen boy cell phone. How is the eggplant in the loser lounge? <laughs> no, How is that possible? Yeah. That is where input symbol ABCD and mountain tramway belong, not the eggplant, for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my son, who is a teenager, walked in at around that point, and his his first comment was, the eggplant is not an unused emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's plenty Although of better does, choices. Yeah, yeah, that stood out. Also, it seems a little strange that High Five and Eggplant aren't better friends, because it seems like they'd <laughs> <it might> be close. <laughs> well, Steve, I'm so glad you're here with us. I don't Thank like you. where that mouth is placed. <laughs> oh. The... Um, the I, I've got a couple notes from this part too that I found disturbing. Well, one is the line, a particularly spectacular line of dialogue, um, when uh, Alex and his friend are sitting in the classroom and he's debating what emoji to send to the girl that he likes, yeah. or what what I should say this, what text to send to the girls, the girl that he likes, and his friend says to him, "Man." Words aren't cool. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I that in my notes too. It was great. That's uh, that oh, could yeah, be the, just the, the tagline of this movie. Emo- the emoji movie. Words aren't cool. I almost put that on my list of things that made me smile. Very came very close. The teacher had perfect hieratic scripts too. He just write out hieroglyph- hieroglyphics oh, yeah. and yeah, per- and it, perfectly across the board. But the the fact that he started the presentation after he had done probably forty five minutes worth of work. Did the students <laughs> yeah. just sit there and watch him draw? Yeah. All of the hieroglyphics. I, no, they were texting so many... each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's no, true. Um, it's very true. The, well, anyway, words aren't cool. There's also uh, one that <laughs> made me raise my eyebrow, which is there's the joke um, where uh, he, where I think High Five talks about uh, about the, a nose, and there and turns around and there's a nose emoji there. It says, "I'm standing right here. Words hurt." And I'm like, they made the nose black. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, what is that a, are you saying, well, it's kind of racist, but not really because it's emoji. I'm like, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was not great. And then again, the larger point of the names that uh, when we meet poop emoji played by Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, which they credit mm-hmm. as Sir Patrick Stewart because they want to be like, huh? I think that's part of the joke, right? It's like, oh, sir, Patrick Stewart is poop. <laughs> uh, but I do wonder because at this point we've met many emoji that seem to have first names, but he is just referred to as poop. And perhaps it's because he his name he is synonymous with poop at this point. He's been around so long that he is just the poop emoji. But the young 10-year-old poop emoji has a name. So what's the deal there? I don't know. I'd also like to say I think Patrick Stewart delivered the kind of uh, comprehensive and deep performance that Sean Connery did in the uh, (laughs) opening monologue of Highlander, that voiceover scene. It had the same emotional depth and resonance as that. I think both of those were literally phoned in. I think also... I will say very, very clever to one of my few comments I will or compliments I will give to the Emoji Movie makers, which is um, Patrick Stewart says very little in this movie but the poop yes. emoji appears throughout so they really want you to make it feel like patrick stewart is there just not saying anything he, he said i Great. got 10 minutes yep. for a million dollars let's do it and i would suggest alert. that the poop emoji is on the screen because half of the people went to the movie just to see the poop emoji oh, and see yeah, what it was going to yeah, do absolutely yeah, which is nothing really which is nothing. Although there there are a few all five. I, yeah, there's so somebody much pats frenetic... him on the back and it's like uh, right like okay. There's so much frenetic stuff going on in the background, but m- most of the few amusing jokes actually happen back there. And there is a scene where everybody's panicking because 
uh, Alex has made a phone appointment, and in the background you can see the poop emoji punching the fan emoji, which is <laughs> which is pretty entertaining. I, I did like good. the poop and the sun poop saying, "Should we wash our hands?" Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sure. So. They do leave the uh, Textopolis, which is, again, a city and also an app, and go to the wallpaper, which is actually, I think, a pretty nice gag where he thinks he's going to fall into outer space and down to sure. a galaxy or something. And it turns out, no, that's the wallpaper on the phone. I was like, <laughs> well, oh, it's okay. be an almost invisible nebula from the perspective of the person using the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, because it's completely, between two icons. completely covered with apps. But uh, in the wallpaper, there are some serious scale problems because they were in an entire city that lives inside this thing. But now there's like just uh, it's the length of a, a sidewalk between them and the other apps. <laughs> so I don't really understand that. I, did mm. they get bigger? Or apps, the, apps are bigger on the inside. On the inside. Yeah, yeah they're little tardises. Yeah. There's so little drama when they go to the wallpaper, too. Like in Wreck-It Ralph, oh, you can't leave the game. In Toy Story, you're leaving the room. Here, and I go ahead. It's fine. Just wander <laughs> around out there. Yeah. Come on out. High Five does it all the time for some reason that's never explained. They uh, make it out there with the help of Jailbreak, uh, which is clumsily, uh, when getting through the loser lounge to find Jailbreak, this hacker, and there's a very awkward line that jumps out when they say, uh, wait, he is a she? Because oh, of yes, the, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, just couldn't have jumped out any harder to go, wow, wow, look at that. A, a Emojis hacker. are just like us. They're racist <laughs> and sexist. It's great. <laughs> but it's okay, because there's a few woke feminists uh, uh Sops later in where where uh, where the princess says a few things about how early emojis were only princesses and brides and that's so the, that makes it okay yeah that totally but, fixes it uh, yeah, any fact, fact check Jeremy on that one yeah uh, you know what that scene and not to jump ahead too much but definitely this weak feminist uh, uh, subplot let's say yeah. throughout the movie where they throw in maybe three or four lines that vaguely sound sort of feminist, but in a way are demeaning in and of themselves, the actual <laughs> premise that a hacker might not be a woman or that, you know, that a princess has myths about her. But nonetheless, I think what's awkward, I, I looked at the timeline of when this was written. This was clearly written at a time before the emojis had the male and female counterparts. It came out oh. after they were out. And the timeline would have worked out that they would have finished writing the movie and then just as they were probably doing the marketing and the planning and the edits and all the things, it's a 3D movie, so you can do stuff later. And I think they were still recording some audio quite late in the piece. I, the, the line that you mentioned about uh, the original emoji set, the princess could only be a, a bride or uh, the women could only be a bride or a princess, that would have almost certainly said in the original script that, as you know, on the emoji keyboard, women can only be this and that. And I'm sure, sure. the feminism angle is mm. a bigger part of it and had to be all scrapped yeah. at the last minute because the whole emoji keyboard got men and women for everything and they had to, no doubt, downplay it into a few flimsy lines. You have to understand, well, it was a different time for emoji. <laughs> <laughs> While the movie is patting itself on the back for that, every inanimate emoji, like the poops or the nose... Those are all guys. Mm -hmm. In order for there to be a female emoji in this world, it has to look like Smiler, who looks like Ms. Pac-Man, mm -hmm. with huge lipstick and a girly haircut and big eyelashes. Like, it would have been so easy to make, like, uh, the fish cake with swirl a woman. I don't understand why the emojis have 
gender role assumptions. Oh, yeah. maybe this is like the Smurfs, though. Maybe they reproduce oviparously, and uh, they're all... Uh, all right, never mind. <laughs> no, because we see both of Gene's parents. They yeah. are a monogamous heterosexual couple, the way the god of the emojis intended. <laughs> but, I assume Jeremy. And clearly, the male emojis are the only ones that are allowed to go to work. So unless you have to, because you can't have a princess that's a guy, that would just be terrible and completely. <laughs> and a male bride? No, heavens. We got to make sure that they have their parts. I mean, I never presumed that the face emojis had a particular gender anyway. So that seems right. kind of presumptive to suggest that, oh, well, those were all supposed to be men from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. what's well, the Pac-Man rule? If it's default, it must be male. Otherwise, it would have lipstick and a it would have hair a bow. Have a bow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, they do go into the WeChat app, our first product placement. There'll be much more. Um, they end up in the uh, dangerous place where the uh, like piracy is and stuff like that. <laughs> what would a teenage boy want to hide from his parents was a pretty good line. No, like, nothing yeah. says more edgy than uh, entering to <laughs> We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister, a song that was mildly edgy when I first heard it in the early 80s. And then <laughs> saying that the singer has a cool British accent. We know what D. Snyder yeah. sounds like. Huh. Yeah, you can really gauge how hip and up-to-date a movie is based <laughs> on whether its soundtrack features popular contemporary hits by Twisted Sister and Wham. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to correct you on that one. Uh, that was not actually a Wham song. That was a Pitbull featuring Christina Aguilera song that uses... Oh, no, no, they, I'm they sorry. I'm thinking of a different. The next, song. the next song <laughs> samples <laughs> "Take on Me," but in a My modern mistake, context. So, oh so yeah. So the 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 "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" is played straight through, and then they, their modern song heavily samples an '80s song, but is a modern song. It was sure. Jitterbug while he was making a lot of Michael Jackson jokes. Yes, y you know. Michael Jackson, the unproblematic guy who definitely had not been dead for eight years yeah. when they made the movie. Yeah. Definitely yep. not. Yeah, so for that. the reveal happens here that the that the hacker is a girl, right? What it's <gasps> a girl? Gasp. And Shocking. at this point I realized that this is a character that has essentially been lifted wholesale from Wreck It Ralph. She is basically Vanellope. She is the yeah. secret yep. prince the princess who's actually wearing like a sweatshirt and a hat and is is the cool girl. That's the art there there is no that's it. She's the same character. That's it. There's nothing more to say about. It. Yep. Um, and and they talk about the internet here, and I, I have one of those moments where I my brain attempts to apply logic to this, and I I start to wonder: Are they in the phone? Are they in the internet? Are they talking to the internet later? They go to the cloud, which means they're leaving the phone to go to the cloud, but then they come back. It's very confusing about what. Are they going yeah. to go meet other emojis and other text apps? That would be no. No. We also no. missed the, the privacy app. You go into the privacy app, right? The, the piracy app oh, right. to get out of the <laughs> phone, and then you land out of the piracy app into Candy Crush directly, I believe. So uh, yes. the whole the the meta worlds. It's very confusing to figure out how deep each world is. The Candy Crush is inside. I presume uh, he didn't pay for that Candy Crush app. He's he downloaded oh, it with yeah. the piracy app somehow. <laughs> And, and the Candy Crush appearing right after we discover that the that the the hacker jailbreak is actually a princess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just get even more Wreck It Ralph feelings at this point. Yes. It just I, and as somebody who likes that movie, just made me kind of more angry and and rolling my eyes at this. It's like, oh, now now there's candy and he looks like a lemon head and great. Ah, One of the complaints so about Wreck It Ralph was that they spent too much time doing candy puns in the Sugar Rush section. The alternative is this, where they go to Candy Crush Land and. 
they just play Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. And explain and, how the game works. They talk yeah. about how, how to play the game. Yes. You know, you've got to line up the pieces and then you get three in a row. It's good, to, it's good for kids to learn these things. I was surprised when a little pop-up didn't show up during that scene to tell me where I could download the app. Oh, right, because... Be, the the hand, although the hand is just a an emoji hand, it's the voice of James Corden, who's a who's kind of a hefty guy, and so they have all of the jokes where the can, the hand can't. Sure. Which, if you know who James Corden is, you're like, oh. And if you're a kid and you don't, then I guess you know, candy. It's great. Okay. As far as terrible animated movies featuring James Corden <laughs> as somebody who eats a lot go. This is worse than Cats 2019. Wow. Uh, This is where I started to make notes about now it's a blank movie because it was it's a game tutorial. Then it becomes a a, sort of divorce movie. Then it's a romantic meet cute movie. Then it's a near death movie. Then it's a dance movie. Then it's a princess movie. Then it's a poxlipse movie. And this happens, I think, in the space of the next uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, so the idea of a piracy app is silly, but it does allow the screenwriters to mention words such as virus and Trojan horse. Not actually mm. make jokes involving those words, but mentioning them mm. is No, the Trojan horse turns enough. around and there's something behind. It was cute. Somebody came out. Yeah. That was good. You've heard of bots? <laughs> Look, there bots. are robots. That's what bots are. Oh, and the virus sneezes on somebody. That's that, funny. Gosh. And then lots of people, also lots of people get killed, though. That's the other funny part, right? In the bar, everyone's getting <laughs> yes. killed. While you're in the bar. There are internet trolls, and I don't know if this movie has any idea what those words mean. <laughs> the, internet they, trolls are not part of an app. What? And, they, and they don't exist in the phone. They're yeah. the humans. But, you know, it. they saw the word troll and they were like, so trolls worked out really well for yeah. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. <laughs> and Let's trolls. throw some trolls, trolls in here. <laughs> and trolls. What are things that happen when you're using your phone? Let's write them all on the on the whiteboard, and then right? we'll make sure they all end up in the script somewhere. Yeah. I think there was a little joke there. Is they were saying like these are the these are the uh, digital internal representations of horrible comments. So, I, but again, that you know, it's uh, ableism and and fat phobia. They're like gross fat things, and you know, that wears a little thin too. Yep. So Smiler, yeah, Smiler does send mean robots and, and they kill a bunch of people, but it turns out they just send them to the trash because that's actually how death works yeah. in the phone. Because uh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, I, I want to know where the trash is on my phone so I can go see what I've been deleting lately because I, I cannot find right. it. Right. No matter it, where I it's, look. It's strange. right next to your memories of Bing Bong dying in Inside Out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the, the, wow. we're set off on our plot point here, which is that uh, we can take, uh, Jailbreak and Gene need to go to the cloud because once they go to the cloud to Dropbox, that's where we're going. We're headed to Dropbox, which is in the cloud. Her Best all product placement Dropbox. I've ever seen in a kid's movie. Kids <laughs> love Dropbox. And they can get there by cutting through the Just Dance app, uh, yet more product placement, <sighs> and then but, but wait, and they will the be able to get there. There's a, there's a B-plot in this movie. Or I mean, like a B. Do- it's Gene's parents are, are going to get divorced. Are you thinking of the B-movie? <laughs> the B-movie. <laughs> Don't I wish. But Gene's parents, for some implausible reason, we get a breakup scene with Gene's parents, and that is supposed to be our B-plot. I think it's, you know, two minutes of the movie, maybe three, but that happens around here, too. It is very hard (laughs) to feel... It is hard to feel sorry for... I don't know. I know there's some good acting there as the the meh parents, but having them as a key set of characters that don't care about anything makes it very hard to care about any of these key <laughs> yeah. characters when the two parents don't care about meh? anything. I know. It's very hard yeah. to relate and to care anything about Angry what Angry Birds feel. is unpleasant to watch, but at least they have an interesting attitude about stuff. They're yeah. angry. Well, it's yeah. so that they can make the exact same joke about how they are expressing emotions but still being meh about it. 
I'm so meh. Let's take a break for a sponsor. This episode of The Incomparable brought to you in part by Rhetoric Coffee. Rhetoric Coffee is a subscription and farmer's market event coffee company operating from Berkeley and Oakland, California, right in my neck of the woods. They also commission original art directly from artists because each bag has a special life and is a unique work of art. Now, as everybody learned in our previous episode, I am a coffee fraud and don't know anything about coffee. And that's why I have brought official and comparable coffee elf Erica Ensign here as my guest within this ad. Hi, Erica. Hi, coffee elf reporting for duty. Are you caffeinated? I am. I'm caffeinated. Yes, every every single day it is it is like my morning routine to start with my my 3 minutes french pressed of like four scoops of coffee and it's just like sometimes I throw a little cinnamon in there. It's great. Now, how important is it to you that co- your coffee is sustainably sourced? Very. I always I'm always looking for that. Like some some bags have like a little symbol that tells you, some of them have a whole paragraph about uh about the information. So, so I'm definitely definitely into this whole uh, rhetoric coffee um sustainably sourcing their beans. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a good it's a good sign, I think. They they definitely go to great lengths to assure fairness. It's not just about purchasing their Farmgate coffee for their coffees, but also how they pay and negotiate with the artists who are doing the the art. Uh, which is uh, really nice because you and I both work with a lot of different creative people and it's important to Mm -hmm. pay creative professionals. Pay your artists. Yeah, that's right. Well, they do. Each roast is done on a Loring Smart Roaster, which sounds good. Um, I'm taking their word for it and your word for it that, that, you know, good roasting of coffee is necessary, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Coffee facts. Yeah. Hashtag coffee facts. If you, you know, you can roast it a little bit less and you get one flavor. And if you roast it more, you get a different flavor. I mean, they're all good. I haven't met a coffee I don't like. This uh, Smart Roaster is energy efficient, which is nice and environmentally sustainable. It roasts better tasting coffee, they say, too, uh, because they have a top-notch commitment to quality. Most of the coffees they purchase score an 86 or above. I'm going to assume that that's good and also on a scale that's probably out of 100 and not out of like 1,000 because that would not be as good. (laughs) Not as good, no. And it can't be out of 10. Because that would be it would break the scale. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 100. So if you start the day with coffee like Erica does, you should check out the good work that Rhetoric Coffee is doing. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com now. You can get 50% off your first purchase by using the code incomparable at checkout. 50% off. Great deal. Give them a try. Rhetoriccoffee.com. My thanks to Rhetoric Coffee and to Coffee Elf Erica for supporting the incomparable. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. I would have really liked it if if it had been like his parents were two different face emojis and he was a meh. And then they would you could have jokes where like one of them is a monocle face and one of them is the wide open eyes face. And they act like that. And all their arguments are about kind of this ridiculously heightened, like bouncing off each other. That is funnier. I could see it. Uh, But instead it's just like, what if we made them as boring as possible? And so that they can go to Paris in Instagram, by the way, also that's coming up later uh, in Instagram and uh, and have their their romantic moment. And the joke you see, the joke is that they're having a heartfelt conversation in a monotone. It's hilarious. So funny, especially when you discover that daddy meh isn't is just like his son. And he I, I just communication for emojis, you would think would be more you know, important, but he's kept this secret and doesn't tell his son like this was okay. So we're trying to apply logic and plot to this, whatever movie, but that was the part that made me like legitimately angry that the dad is letting his son run away and like possibly get murdered by these robots because he 
was the exact same way, but managed to overcome his quote unquote malfunction. I, I, it's, it's, mm. they could have expressed all of that, but, but, but words aren't cool. Words aren't yeah. cool. <laughs> is the dad retired now? I don't even, I don't, I don't know. know what either of them do. Were they, yeah, like, is there a retirement plan in, in emoji in Textopolis? Mama Meh said that she was excited for a vacation. But they must have regular jobs too, right? Because, you know, those business monkeys and it's a society they keep telling us. I think Stephen Wright was the Met emoji. He's the Met, yeah, that's right. And his son is going to take over the family business now. I don't know exactly what it was that Mama Emoji did during that time. But cool. uh, well, she's a woman. Women, I don't think, can yeah. do anything, <laughs> right? Is that, is that the part of the movie? The I couldn't remember. Mm. Something, something about women can do anything. She's waiting for them to update the cubes and put uh, women mez in. So that, it's, that yeah, she this movie's all about be, be yourself as long as you fit according to very rigid gender roles. All right, well, get ready, people. It... <laughs> Just Dance app time. Oh. We're going to play a game. We're going to do some dancing. Uh, High Five is great at dancing. Uh, so what are apps in this world? <laughs> are they societies or are they places where you're... The people inside the phone just play the same game as the people outside the phone. If you die the in the game, you die a digital death, they tell you. So the game is very serious. It's life as well. That giant <laughs> dancing woman reminded me a lot of the new Blade Runner film of the outdoor huge holograms that were so oversized and terrifying. Now, I've, <laughs> I've seen this movie twice. And at this point in the movie, the exact point in the Just Dance scene... I could not for the life of me figure out what the actual main plot is at this stage. I'd be like, I'm like, I know they're getting to the cloud, something, something, the cloud, Dropbox, firewall, security. But I was sitting there and I had to watch it a third time before coming on oh, here. No. Oh, no. Why, oh, so why are they going? Why? I know. And it was only then that, yeah, it's sort of stitched together at the beginning that meh needs to go to get some source code to, to be better at being meh. And yeah. High Five is getting hacked to become a favorite. And the princess just wants to escape because presumably in the original plot something about feminism and women but got erased and now is just she doesn't like rules. Yep. But I absolutely sat there in the first time I watched this movie just racking my brain going, someone's going to ask me about the plot when I leave here and I'm not going to be able to tell them in a kid's movie what the actual, what they were doing other than running away. And the Just Dance thing is one line of dialogue where she basically just says, oh, I know a shortcut through the Just Dance app. So that, so they're like, yeah. okay, well, the, the, we have this whole scene that is literally just, well, we need to go there first, and then we'll go and do the other thing. She doesn't know the shortcut. Well, I guess the hand presses the button, but I was going to say, does she know the shortcut? Because she doesn't know how to dance, but then the hand presses the button. Well, yeah, she was going yeah. to sneak through, but That's right. the hand turned it on for no reason. By the way, I don't think there is a Just Dance app. There's a Just Dance Now app, hmm. but you can't play Just Dance no, it's a um, it's a console game. It claims yeah. to be just Dance Four on the icon. This, so. <laughs> then I, I'm I'm over this movie now. I know that. Oh, her icons that's are that's wild. The last straw. How dare every they? Time, yeah, that too. Every much. time we see Alex's icons, it's a vast sea of really generic icons, and then there'll be like Sony Crackle popped yeah. in in the middle <laughs> of a bunch. Right. Yeah. Of course. Uh, the, so we get our dance scene where we get uh, wake me up before you go go kids love that that's great Jitterbug, possibly there's dancing we get the around Michael Jackson get the Michael Jackson joke very appropriate and timely yeah. and then uh, and then after that there's the sample of of take on me I think in that version that's the more modern version but it's it's uh you know there's some geography issues here where like high five is going ahead. Um, and Gene is also getting into it and he's going ahead. Uh, but of course, uh, jailbreak doesn't know how to dance. And, uh, so she falls way behind and is having trouble. 
except that then when she when she falls off, Gene is right there to grab her, which had a moment like well, the last shot. He was way ahead. How did he go back? What does that yep. stop thinking about it? Stop trying to apply logic to it. But uh, yeah, so they do eventually get through the robots. Oh my come. God, this was after Guardians of the Galaxy. It's important to have a scene where the hero teaches the stuck up woman how to dance, how to right? Dance. <laughs> yeah. 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 So important. And invents his own dance, the emoji pop. I was excited to learn that this is where that huge emoji pop dance craze yeah, came yeah. from. Mm-hmm. It, was, the... it was the biggest thing since the Futterwhack and took the nation by storm. <laughs> well, I thought it was Do the Bartman. It uh, got that off the top uh, top of the charts. No, it's like Xanadu. Huge song, lousy movie. I mean, between this and the end, I feel like they're really genuinely trying to get something off the ground in yeah. terms of, hey, everybody yep. do the emoji oh, yeah. pop. Remember how heartwarming it was when Gene did it earlier? Well, now everybody's doing it. Yeah, you should do it too. So this yeah. this scene contains one of the only legitimate laughs I had in the movie, which is Uh-oh. when the robots come and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're robots. They can't dance. And I thought, well, <laughs> of course they're going to dance because that's what's going to happen here. It's very obvious. But they download the funk protocol and right. then begin to dance in sequence. And I thought, okay, I, I appreciated that. I thought that was a funny little bit uh, that the the robots can dance to come and kill you. And I was like, all right, movie, you got one. Yeah, that, that was, was funny. Fun. And they didn't nice. just do the robot dance either that's what i was expecting you've got antivirus robots that show up in just dance and you have them doing a saturday night fever routine instead of the robot i mean that's amateur hour stuff guys this this somehow sets off the app in alex's pocket no explanation of why except that we have to bother alex to progress the Right. Rising danger. Because the the music gets sent out into the phone, and so Alex decides that he's going to delete the Just Dance app, and also he's going to have to return the phone or get and get it wiped or whatever (laughs) happens at the phone store. I don't really understand. This is where the film started to remind me of uh, Osmosis Jones a bit. Like, that's not totally (laughs) parallel, but then it was kind of like all the strange real world, uh, you know, microscopic world interaction stuff. It just didn't. But not as good as that. Deleting the app makes uh, the app dissolve from the outside in, but also makes the uh, app go faster when you're inside the app. Just so you know what happens when you delete an Mm. app. Now, you know, Uh, high five uh, is revealed to have not been near the exit, which since he was so far ahead, doesn't really make any sense. But they want to put him in some pointless jeopardy so they can have a please. No, run. I'll catch you. All that kind of thing that happens. And there's a brief glimpse of him way over on the side while while uh, the other two characters are working their way through. Well, sure. Like he won the game. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. He's in the winner's circle. Well, his subplot is about how he wants to get to the cloud so that Jailbreak can use her hacking skills to make him Alex's favorite again. So I wasn't that sad to see him go. He was the least coherent <laughs> so, part of this movie. Th- this, is, yeah. this is what I was going to say, is that is that although it doesn't make sense that he it has to be rescued at the end because he won the game he was so far ahead uh then they do that and i think oh well they're gonna they're gonna um they're gonna rescue him and it'll be fake excitement and that'll be fine except then he's grabbed by the robots and and basically taken down into hell at which point i wrote down in my notes i'm glad he's dead <laughs> <laughs> tired of that character we'll never see him again thank you james corden that's a wrap on the emoji movie for james corden the end of james corden we'll never see him again right yeah but but we've got also our generic side plot uh 17.3 which is you know friends are more important than popularity oh 
oh yeah but it was great because uh jailbreak is like uh let's just abandon him and move on uh-huh and and gene's like no we can't abandon our friends friends are important she's like oh okay i will give up my completely amoral position and join you because you're right <laughs> I, I'm on her side, yeah. by the way. Well, she needs him, <laughs> however. So right, she gives couldn't out a get through line. to the cloud without him. I'm not crossing rickety bridges over large chasms with you. Then she needs him so she can do some very questionable hacking later on in the movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I felt like there are about ten lines written in advance for this movie to move the plot along, and this particular <laughs> scene where Meh uh, says that. I guess my problem is I just can't be meh about anything. It was sort of one that they went, this needs to be said here because he needs to go back and get high five and we don't care what happens around it. Mm-hmm. There's 10 minutes of fluff and then this is the line to to get the next bit moving and it couldn't be more uh, There are definitely cheesy. moments in the movie where you can see that it's just like, okay, we need to just explain exactly what all the characters are thinking right now in the most direct and obvious yes. way. And it was like, all right, it's time for a speech. Let's do it. It happens throughout. Yeah, so I think my least favorite thing about this movie, and that is saying an enormous wow. amount, <laughs> is, is, is when there's a joke that's topical and actually could have been funny if executed properly, but they just completely faceplant. And I think one of the more egregious examples of this is here where they make the, the phone store appointment. And you've got the glasses emoji. <laughs> you know, the phone store appointment scene. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you've got Smiler saying things like, well, he probably just, you know, wants a new, uh, I don't know, he probably wants to accessory, get the screen cleaned or our new accessory or something, right? And repeatedly the glasses emoji goes, um, and he, and he makes things, you know, he, he, he's very pessimistic about it. So he's, he's totally um-actualing, yeah. actuallying her, but he doesn't do um actually every time which would have actually made it funny and he never pushes his glasses up on his face no there's a way to make this joke actually funny and they completely screwed the pooch on it and it was actually barely recognizable until the very last actually that he says that it was even an attempt at a joke and that just annoys me so much it's like take the extra couple of seconds to figure out how to do it right i will Uh. say something nice about that scene you can tell that smiler or Smiley, whatever her name is, Smiler. Yeah, who cares? is smiling. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, even when she's angry, she's angry in a way you can tell she's smiling. Yep. That's... Yeah, Smiley's actually good. Smiley's one of the few people that is happy and angry at the same time. I, I think she's actually a good character amongst the mix of very odd, yeah. uh, single She fits the premise characters. in a way that very few of the emojis do, yeah, right? No Where she did. is, she is awful and angry and frightened and all those things but she's always smiling because that's her role like if you're going to buy into that premise she actually fits it yeah which would be a pretty good joke if they hadn't thrown in the b plot with the meh parents yeah talking about how passionate they feel while expressing uh, a meh face and talking in a monotone mm-hmm. this is just rudolph yeah. the red-nosed reindeer you can be <laughs> yourself as long as you have a magical ability no one else does yeah exactly that's great all right, so they do, uh, the parents do, this is where they go to Instagram and they end up in Paris and Stephen Wright gets to say, well, I'll always have Paris. And I, uh, yeah. I did like the visualization. <laughs> there. I thought that was actually quite beautiful to have that. St- yeah, it was. I was kind of stunned in the middle of- Because it's a still sort of, photo and they're walking through it. Yeah, and, it's yeah, it's yeah. and then they change the, even changing the filters. I know it's an Instagram ad, but it's still, I thought they, um, I thought they- conveyed something i was like oh yeah. if any part of the rest of the movie had conveyed had this kind of beauty or interest like forget the dialogue even parts of the i mean it, the whole scene didn't make any sense but the expression was so much better than the kind of generic rest of the film yeah i will say this for the animation which is generally lazy and not very not good 
<laughs> but their use of color, I think, is mm. is excellent. I think it's a very colorful film. I think if I was uh, an infant, an infant or a toddler, <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty colors. I, I, might, I might be briefly distracted by the the swath of colors on the screen. Yeah. Uh, you know, most emojis are pr- is great. Most emojis are pretty pleasant to look at. Like people have designed them to look good. Yep, sure. Yeah, and and the whole land when you when you open up the the textopolis views over the city actually pretty fun. They're not, they're not super uh, intricate, but there's so many emojis. I had to pause the screen, and the whole town does have a lot of little Easter eggs in there. There's little buildings of the volcano and the rocket, and yeah, there's like fun. It's it's visual detail in the beginning, and yes, that Paris scene and the rest is a bit. A bit bland. Matt, what version of yeah. the emojis are they using? Is it mostly <laughs> close to the iOS versions? Yeah, they're very much. They're Apple-esque until they need to change it enough to, most notably, I think the flamenco dancer had a black dress. Maybe they felt like a mm. red dress would be mm. too much like Apple's. But otherwise, it's very clearly uh, it's very clearly trying to resemble Apple's set. That's what people, I think, identify with. Another joke that I wish they had made and they didn't is to go into an app that has a completely different emoji set and see their like, weird been emoji fun. doppelgangers, right? They go into yeah. the Twitter app, and they're like, whoa. And then they well, get out of there. that would raise a lot of questions. Like, you you guys are just the emojis for the text app? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, that yep. would have been hilarious. That would have been great. They could have done that. WeChat, WeChat sort of. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, Emoji Movie 2. It's you and me. Um, it is the Wreck-It Ralph problem, which is, I think, Wreck-It Ralph doesn't make any sense at all when they get on the internet, but, you know, they still, they managed to pull it but off. It's, there's good jokes. That's the yeah, difference. Yeah, So, yeah. Uh, here's where the plot really kicks into gear. This is also about where I lost the will to live. They go into the Spotify <laughs> app. There's so many streams. Spotify's oh so great. It has so many streams. They take a ride. Spotify does not work like Just Dance or Candy Crush, where the emojis experience it the same way as the users spotify is a completely different world of right of streams because they have streaming audio and so they ride on the streams with a boat because it's like riding in a stream there's a comment here that i i don't think that was necessarily intended but i think spotify probably didn't get their money's worth for the licensing fee that was paid to uh to put them in this movie the 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 plot here is that the music on Spotify is the fastest way to the trash. <laughs> I think she says <laughs> almost exactly like that. There's also a digital whale in there. Yes. Right. That, that oh, is where I lost it and wanted to kill everything was when, the, when she <laughs> says, oh, it is a whale song from Alex's biology presentation. Cool. Cool. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think Facebook got their money's worth either because uh, not a lot of good things are said when they poke their heads into Facebook. They really could have done a great biodigital jazz joke right here. That would have made me happy, but oh, no. Oh, so if was there a, was there a tier like pays five thousand dollars will include your app, pays fifty thousand or five hundred thousand will actually say something nice about it and not trash it? Yeah, uh, Dropbox Probably. paid the premium fee to have them say this app is secure. As soon as they jump <laughs> <All in. right. laughs> who's in charge of marketing at Dropbox? Is this what they spent all their money on? No. So yes, we and and uh, let's see, they they do get to the trash. Um, a thing that totally exists on phones. On totally yeah, exists. No, no. Actually, I thought contrary point. I thought that was accurate. It said it's it was the garbage collection point clearly, and they said it gets flushed every day. And so I'm like, this is the you know the system trash heap. It's behind the scenes. You don't see it, and it's automatically flushed out of the system. Yeah. Sure. Right. Except for that icon in the corner of the phone with the trash. Yeah. yeah. Ba- sure. Bad news, everybody. Uh, High five is in the trash. He's still alive. 
Christ. And they, oh, can, they can rescue him. Um, they're He's having an emotional scene down there, though. Yeah. Oh, everybody that theoretically got killed in the piracy app is also there, so you don't feel bad about them. They didn't actually die. Yeah, the, the trolls, internet trolls are still yet. around. Yeah, yet. and so and they so we get, get the moment where they save where they save high five, and then they start to walk away. It's like, bye, everybody else. You're gonna get killed later today, but we but we saved my one guy, and then and then high five's like, no, I will save them. And then of course he is incompetent and drops the whole like reel of the rope that they're gonna drop down there, and so it's like, oh well, I guess we're all gonna die. Moving yeah, on. so in the world of the film, there's no callback. They're just dead. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah. I nice. think I may have passed out because I don't remember that <laughs> at all. I, I did have it's... in my head the idea that the internet trolls like use the the reel and like try to try to throw it up out of the thing and snag it on something so they can all pull themselves out and survive, but I think they just died. Well, then no. we'd have a callback later and they would show them being nice right. or something. And they did not do that. They didn't yeah. do that. I feel like maybe after Alex decided he wasn't going to delete the contents of his phone, he probably emptied out or removed everything from the trash, too. You know, he rethought deleting Just sure. Dance and, yeah. thought, you know, maybe I should keep the piracy app around and <laughs> in case this girlfriend thing doesn't work. So we get, That's right. we, get, we get a big chase here. The super robot from, <laughs> that was sent by Smiler finds them. There is a whole chase. Uh, it goes on for a little bit. Uh, in my notes, I began to ponder what it is about action scenes that make them appeal to viewers. Why we watch movies, what we get out of them as human beings. Is life long <laughs> enough to watch movies? Um, and uh, yes, anyway, this happens. The, the- <laughs> The, the giant robot that looks exactly like it's made of Legos, because perhaps that would remind us of a much better film. Yeah. Anyway, it can't get into Dropbox because this app is secure. Thank you, Steve. Yes, it's yeah. secure. They also, they also repeat a much better gag from The Incredibles, which oh, yeah. accounts um, amounts to nothing in the end because he just unravels himself and they continue on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, once we're in Dropbox, because it's a, it's secure, I have questions about it's the totally metaphor secure. of getting to the cloud. Because in Dropbox, what happens is they ride a roller coaster for a long time, and then they reach the firewall. And I'm very confused. And then on the other side is the cloud. And I'm kind of confused because, like, is I assume the roller coaster was them, like, leaving the phone to go to the Internet. But it's it's just, we we're on a roller coaster. And then the it's firewall. It's a pun on drop, Jason. Do you need anything more than the fact that it's, it's a pun so, on why drop? Why do they call this Dropbox? Whoa, now I know. Which is literally what is said in the movie, yes. Also, why the movie's the only app attached to the cloud they, is he not using the internet there where's the box also the movie is not quite long enough to legally be considered a movie at this point so we have to include some pointless animation scenes to flesh it out to an hour and uh-huh. 20 minutes i think you got it why is it a roller coaster because you know we need to have excitement have something the technical part of me wanted them to like uh well you know dropbox you don't have to log in every time so uh conceivably you should have a token on your phone and what they should do is make friends with the token and the token would get mm. them through the firewall but no, not Instead, splitting. they have one of those password guessing uh, scenes where he just right. keeps guessing various things until finally High Five comes up with the important information, which is in the trash. He found an email that Alex was going to send to his potential uh, girlfriend. And the, that's how we know that there is somebody he cares about. And that's his okay, password. Real quick. So the email has the High Five emoji. Is it the same high five emoji from the text app or is there a secondary high five in the email app that got used? Well, the one in the mail doesn't have a bandage around the finger. So he claims it's him, but maybe he takes the bandage off when he gets scammed. So many questions. I also have a question, which is this. Does this movie think that all passwords are easily pronounceable? And that's how you deliver them. 
because I think this being a Sony movie, that might be the case. <laughs> also, Gene is brought to give the passwords, and he has to give the passwords because he has the malleable face. And there are, uh, there's a joke about like face ID, but when he gets there for the passwords, he's just standing there saying passwords. He changes a little, I think. Hmm. Yeah, he he changes to different emojis. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with any. I mean, it, uh, hmm. and then he and then he blows up, and they play fireball when he blows up because mm. he's a, a fireball. It's because the firewall face can recognize when you're an emoji as a personality, because clearly putting glasses on is impossible for anyone other than glasses emoji. So this very strict protocol that allows animate emojis to move throughout the yeah i got nothing i'm sorry i like I your theory but i will point out that jailbreak is an emoji who is disguised as a different emoji That's it's true. very true <laughs> I, I also very wish true. that there'd been like one password had actually underwritten part of the film and there'd been like this sidebar about good password hygiene and password selection <laughs> i just Glenn. think it's weird for your password yeah. to be the name of the girl you have a crush on and haven't spoken to yep before we move on, Jason, I want to make I want to make it absolutely sure that you you understand that when when they play Fireball, it's a reference to the fact that he uh, was just... that Gene is a ball and he's on fire. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I want to make sure that didn't go over your head. Everybody else picked that that up too. Yeah. No, it was it was. Uh, I'm impressed. Um, I, I okay. that flew right past me, Steve. So thank yeah, you for it. making it's the connection. Like a fireball there. almost. The uh, the line of dialogue before they go in that, that I meant to mention that that was what I wrote down as the most on the nose bit of dialogue in the movie is um, it's funny. You want out of the cube and I want in. Well, what's the point if you can't be yourself? Wow, movie, Aww. you've given me a lot to think about. <laughs> so deep. So, so they go. Deep. So they go into the cloud. Yay! And and um, but there lots of cool visual gags about the internet now. No. no, no. Also, they do say the line here, something along the lines of, "What's the point of being number one if there are no other numbers?" Yeah, and they totally miss an opportunity yeah. to have Poop, Sir Poop right there. pop up. Exactly, number two is always here. They have them chant, "We're number two, but that's a less funny joke than oh. having him pop up randomly and say something along those lines. The most confusing thing about this movie, I think, was that the plot, as terrible as it is, I feel like you could have just handed it to some people to some, write some jokes at the end, keep the exact plot, there's so much room for movement in here, that it was just a bit odd that no one went, can we just hand it to a few more people and keep the plot just as awful as it is and put actual jokes in here rather than just visual gags in the first ten If minutes. I read between the lines of the interview I read with Mike White, that was basically his job, was to add a bunch of jokes, and then in the end it was like, well... You know, yeah. they use them or they don't, and they didn't. I tried. The committee only liked half of them. Uh, there's a scene after Candy Crush where they're all sliding through a tube, and High Five yells out, I'm so scared my hands are sweating. And then Jailbreak <laughs> says, you are a hand. <laughs> yep. So I actually laughed at that one. That's it. That's the joke. <laughs> I laughed at that one as bad as it was. I, I was looking at the production schedule at some point here, and I realized that they, you know, often when they do an animation film, they have... There's kind of this interactive process of where they cast people and they have to do some of the lines. They try to build some stuff around the people they've cast. And this, I think they, you know, Jeremy, you said there were some clearly some late reshoots and or re whatevers and lines recorded. But it looks like they had the whole film done and they plugged people in. So it's kind of I think they're really shoehorning in anything funny at the end. You know, I, I didn't check to see where 
mouths weren't moving, animated mouths weren't moving, it was off screen, you know, jokes or whatever. But I think they uh, they locked themselves into a box. TJ Miller said in an interview that this was the fastest animated movie ever made, which reminded oh, me, yeah. if you make TJ Miller your star, you have to know he's not going to stand behind your movie if it's bad. He's a huge <laughs> jerk. Yeah, exactly. So, um, in the cloud, we get our big moments. Uh, Gene decides not to be modified because he's going to be himself. Uh, jailbreak. Uh, he 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 shares his uh, his feelings. We could stay together forever with Jailbreak, but she's not really interested in that. She says, which means th- which makes him sad, which turns him back into the Met emoji without any programming whatsoever. Um, the bots come. They uh, they take Gene. They're going to take him back to Smiler. Uh, Jailbreak has to take off her hat, become a princess, do the whistle to sound because this has been a running joke. As princesses can summon birds if they whistle, ha ha. Uh, and the Twitter bird appears to give them a ride. The one thing she gets mad about to, to be so annoyed that the, that there's like stereotypes against princesses. That's very very important. Every time they claim that prince, princesses can whistle and birds come down, she gets very indignant as if this is a. The biggest issue that women face in society yeah. is stereotypes about princesses specifically. Yes, not even an existing stereotype. I remember her <laughs> line. This is very important. I wrote this down because it was so important. I'm not just some princess, Gene, waiting for my prince, upon which she immediately abandons that stance. Yes, indeed. <laughs> now, now, Jeremy, as somebody who attended the premiere, I, I have to ask you this. <laughs> When she whistles, and uh, you know, there's a couple of, t- of attempts that don't summon any birds, and then on the third attempt, uh, the Twitter icon shows up as the bird. Was there loud applause in the theater at that moment <laughs> when the Twitter icon showed up? It was, it was not not a particularly loud audience, given it was oh. family and friends of cast and crew. There wasn't a bunch of reaction the whole way through. Oh uh, I, don't, oh no. I don't know if that's regular, but it was quite quiet. My assumption was that people in the crowd immediately started shouting, the Twitter icon, I know that. And then they started <laughs> yeah, It's a bird, just like they said. It's a Unix system. It's doing so many Twitter references, like, oh. Like that there's a bird there, and it, and it does what Twitter does, which is take you back to Textopolis, where they're going to kill Gene, uh, but Gene's parents arrive, and uh, and Gene's dad reveals that he is also a malfunction who can I- I- emote in other ways, at which point Smiler, in a, in a, thing, a, a move I appreciated, says, oh, well, we'll delete you, too. They're like, you'll have to delete us. And so I was like, okay. okay. And Stephen Wright's <laughs> character says, I should have thought of that. <laughs> like, that okay, was that was, that was yeah. probably a nice bit of punched up dialogue that could have happened. Emojis should only be one thing, we are told again. Uh, there's a, a speech. Uh, she's defeated. Smiler's defeated. She kind of they turn oh, off the so robot fast too. It, it, it is like, really perfunctory. Yeah. They turn off the robot. It falls on her. She's crushed. Well, we we have reached the necessary hour and twenty minutes at this point, so we don't have to stretch this scene yeah. out any yeah. longer. You know, in Toy Story three, when there's a moment you're absolutely certain they're actually going to kill these characters yes. in a huge yeah. incinerator. In this movie, you barely have time to register. Oh, I guess he's in trouble now. Oh, uh, no, he's he's fine. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. One of the lines I laughed at actually happened in this scene, which was the jailbreak takes her hoodie or her uh, cap off, and you hear this voice say, Linda? And she says, not now, Mom. And I actually thought that was kind of, it was good timing in the scene, but that was, you know. Yeah, because that was a voice from off screen. Exactly. Well, you're totally right. Yep. Um, we we get a flashback here of, every, oh, of the entire movie shown to us, the movie you're literally, ju- you just yeah. saw. 
and the flashbacks are in slow motion to pad it out as much as possible. We, we weren't quite at an hour and 20 minutes yet. We did still have to extend things a little bit. Remember when the Emoji Movie happened? Well, now you're near the end of it, but not close enough, friends, no. Uh, but the the solution is Alex is at the uh, he's at the phone store. He's deleting the phone. Everything is being deleted from the phone. But he uh, but what we get is is Gene posing for a weird many different expressions thing that uh, is going to be sent to the text app screen by Jailbreak, who is hacking into the phone even though it's being deleted, and Alex is going to get his phone wiped. And by scanning Gene with his many expressions, an animated emoji appears on the screen. Uh, Alex sees it. Uh, it's it's sent to Alex's potential girlfriend. This time she thinks the weird emoji is cute because it's animated, as Monty mm-hmm. pointed out. Thinks that yeah. it's fine. Everything has been deleted. All of our friends have died except for Gene. It's the end of the world. It's chaos. Uh, it's the apocalypse. And then Alex is like, oh, she smiled at that emoji, unplugs the cable from the phone, at which point the phone undeletes itself because... Sure. That's how that works. That's, That's how it works. Yeah. My question is totally. why more than how? When you delete a phone, the, the computer that your phone is attached to actually sucks all of the bits in yeah. uh, to itself. And then when you unplug the cable, they just go right back in. Why did he unplug it? In, why did he decide my phone, which is obviously broken and keeps playing loud music in the middle of class, <laughs> <laughs> but it sent a text I like? So I'm... Uh, my biggest problem with this scene is the idea that he goes in to his appointment and says, I'm a little early. And the genius says, no problem. I can oh, take yeah. you right yeah. now. Yeah. That's where I suspension disbelief. I lost it too. And, yeah. and you think that that's going to cause a twist in the plot where they've got that countdown. They don't even mention and it. It's never mentioned. And they just wait till the countdown counts down. And then they're like, Oh Ugh. no, we're in trouble. But it's like, but he was there early. We had dialogue specifically about how he was there early. Nope. It's not referenced at all. Also uh, they, when they, when they get saved, he unplugs it and it's like, Oh, we're not going to be deleted. And I'm like, the kid's going to get a new phone. You're all going to die like in a year. So yeah. uh, maybe don't be, or, or will they, because if they get backed up and restored, do they come back? Was there, a backup of them would that have been restored would they have been well, fine i don't know these are my if questions they're in the cloud already can they just like hop out of the backup and get whatever reprogrammed ha- in the back? has an undelete feature so do those versions of them so if they if they had killed gene could jailbreak and high five have gone back to dropbox and rolled back to the previous version of gene <laughs> and then brought him back in maybe I don't Dropbox know. Dropbox so, would have to pay more money for the scene where they say, boy, this backup protection is great. I'm glad I paid the extra nineteen ninety five. That's for emojis, too, which we made in the next five minutes. But Addy, Alex's, Alex's date to the dance, says, I really like guys who can express their feelings. So <sighs> everything is emojis solve everything. Everything is awful. Is there a complete copy of all of these characters already in the cloud? Maybe. Maybe. There are versions of these characters in her phone, which we could have met, and that would have been oh, cool. Oh, well, that yeah. would have been a good uh, inside-out kind of thing, that's, right? That's and yeah. what we had is the main thread of the movie being stopped because someone who's not even a character in the movie changed their mind for no reason. Also, Monty, um, I would fear that if we saw into the phone of the girl that he likes that all of her emojis would be like girl emojis. Oh, the wallpaper's pink in there for <laughs> sure. Of course it is. With flowers or hearts. It's certainly not nebulas. 
let's not forget the um, the last bit, though, which is there's a joke about being handsy because kids love sexual harassment. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, what kids do love is a dance party at the end of a movie. Oh, but I, I would like to also complain about the resolution of High Fives storyline, which is now he's a favorite again. Yep. Because everyone's a favorite. <laughs> Everyone can't be a favorite. We clearly see those flags. They're nobody's favorites. <laughs> Jeremy, is that true? Uh, no, everyone, for diplomatic reasons, all countries oh. and flags are equally as good as each other. Thank oh, you. Oh, officially. Wow. <laughs> I realize that scene with the uh, the perfect animated emoji, it's the mixtape, the uh, boy gives girl mixtape moment in a film. Uh, I don't know the plot number on that. Is that like uh, 37... 37B, yeah. 37B. It's the dance from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah, thank you. Well, actually, it says here it's 37C. Oh, uh, thank you, uh, uh, glasses emoji. Uh, Sophia, what is her name? From Sophia Modern Vergara. Family, Sophia. Yeah. Yes, I think maybe the most promotion for least lines. Patrick Stewart's pretty up there, but she got on a few posters and whatnot because she looks like the flamenco dancer. And I think she got one Three. line. Three? Maybe two, two, I think two oh, or three. Yeah, she gets casting is out of control in this. Rachel Ray, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christina Aguilera. Well, and keep in mind, and this is something that comes up time and again when when you talk about animated movies and especially bad animated movies, that uh, there are lots of incredibly talented voice actors who do animation, but a lot of these movies just cast people who are well known, and it turns out a lot of those people are bad at being a voice <laughs> oh. actor because it's not their job or profession. And yes, of course, Rachel Ray is not going to be a great voice actor, but uh, there are other actors who are not great voice actors too um, that that even though they're famous, but they get cast because they're famous. I don't know. Like Sean Hayes is is the devil. It's fine. Whatever. You ever heard uh, Billy West has a wonderful uh-huh. rant from yep. uh, about Osmosis Jones, I think, about how he, you know, isn't Billy West is one of the greatest character actor voices of all time and uh, animated stuff. And he said, yeah, we were invited to the uh, to the premiere of Osmosis Jones. It turns out there were two. There was one for the actual celebrities in Grumman's Chinese theater. And the other was like in another Chinese theater that is oh my not gosh. the main thing. And they put us all in that. And we had no idea we were being shunted off to the side, even though my character had, you know, X percentage of the dialogue in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you wait until... The main credits has passed. And you're deep into the credits. Then you see like Jess Harnell and Phil Lamar and Tara oh, yeah. Strong. And right at the end of the credits, it says, be moved. Because <laughs> that happens in Sony credits. Sony, that right. Time. Yeah, and so now how do you have that show up on the screen and not have the poop emoji right next to it? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> that is the second funniest thing that appeared in the credits. The funniest thing is the words score album on Sony Classical. <laughs> I'm sure they're thrilled. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say rather seriously, too, we talked about the, you know, some of the misogyny, other problems with this film. I do not like a movie in which the la- like the joke is that a female gendered character gets heavily injured as the joke at the end. And that's kind of the joke. And then you're like, all right, is there going to be a, a villain comeback, like a little bit? And the bit is, nope, she's got braces. She's, and she's got a braces loser now. and lives yeah. in the loser lounge. Yep. Yeah. Why did does like she that. have? Why is there a loser lounge? Why do you guys care? You have lives outside. Well, they, there are no bouncers yeah. anymore at the at the club either. Everybody can come in, except I but guess there's still, still a loser lounge. Did she get yeah. those braces because her teeth were all broken when that robot <laughs> fell on her? Yes. I think yes. so. The braces are oh, holding her it. busted teeth pieces together. That's how braces work. Well, I don't like it. The only jokes that she gets are like dental implement related. So clearly you have to end it with braces. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there's the big dance party, and I do have to say this. The eggplant emoji doing the centipede is the filthiest thing I've ever seen in my children's <laughs> movie. I'm glad they had that for you, Steve. <sighs> Finally, the eggplant emoji is freed from the loser lounge on a teenage boy's phone. Right. <laughs> this movie no. really makes the Lego movie look like an even bigger miracle. This is what the Lego movie should have been like, right? But it was oh. good. No, no, you're totally right. As I watch this, like, right, everything, it, the whole structure of the film is practically identical. Well, it, even the name it, is a ripoff. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just, right. And the Lego movie is such a, I don't know, it's such a joyous thing to watch. I watched it with my kids when they were much littler. Um, this one, while I'm watching it, my children keep walking in another room going, why, Dad? Why? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why? It's my fault. <laughs> Why? It's why. Jeremy. I blame blame society. Jeremy, the thing that I keep coming back to is, you know, you and I have talked about emojis a lot. You spend all your time thinking about emojis, basically. Like, (laughs) like it's emojis are fun, right? I I felt very little fun in this movie. Like the the fact that it a lot of the emojis aren't recognizable emojis and that the ones we do see, they're kind of just easy jokes about them. I feel like there could have been. Like the Lego movie is a good example, or Wreck-It Ralph, or Toy Story. I feel like this is not fundamentally a subject that couldn't have a good movie attached to it, but perhaps because emojis belong to everyone and therefore aren't the like intellectual property of some company that could invent things that they would own, um, maybe that's why it was just sort of a, a, a land rush to whoever could first make an emoji movie. But in the end, yeah. I'm really disappointed because like I can see how there could be funny takes on emojis, but this is not... This is not that. There could have been so many. There could have been so many. There's so many in jokes of how people use emojis. They're not all universal, but there's all there's so, there are an unli- there's an unlimited pool of ways that you could joke with how emojis are used and how the inference of what people use them for. And you can almost see the the you know like this movie is like the ten percent draft. And you could you could see this and go great. There could be a good movie out of this. But instead, yeah, you're probably right for commercial reasons. Whoever's first to own emoji from a corporate point of view anyone could have made an emoji movie so i'm guessing sony just wanted to be out there and it, it probably made them money anyway and if they do ever want to do a sequel then no ever everyone else would call another emoji movie that somehow be some kind of copyright issue even though emoji is owned by nobody so a wa- wasted opportunity let's say the memoji movie now there's there's never a <laughs> moment when this movie doesn't feel like a cynical attempt to lure in kids and teenagers with an animated feature about things that they theoretically like and then do the absolute minimum amount of work you can do to produce an hour and 20 minutes of animated movie with the barest, most generic plot, uh, a tired script that doesn't require anybody to really think hard about uh, when they're writing it and think even less about when they're watching it and hopefully make some money on the thing. I mean, that's, that's clearly what this is and it never feels like it ever even attempts to reach higher than that. Jeremy, I don't want to steal any of your future ideas, of course, uh, or ask you to disclose any of your screenplays in progress, but it seems to me there could be a very good emoji film, animated or otherwise. I mean, you know, I I love the design of emoji. We were talking about this recently about the number of different people employed in emoji design. I was thinking you could have a movie that was about an emoji designer that everything was going wrong. It could be kind of like a Jim Carrey-ish in the old school kind of things going wrong and the emoji escape into the real world. Like you could have taken that tact where there's actually an impact and it's got, you know, I don't know, but have you given consideration to a movie that you would like to see about emoji? (laughs) 
Oh, wow. I, I haven't, but you know what? Actually, at the same time that this movie was getting written, uh, Emoji Land, the musical, I believe, was about mm-hmm. parallel being written at the same time. And Emoji Land, the musical, is actually good. It is funny. The Whoa. plot has a firewall, but it's actually the, the not to ruin the whole... The plot is quite different. Uh, it's more about uh, being jealous of new emojis coming in. And there's a lot of in-jokes about the new emojis getting added and jealousy from existing emojis about, like, the prince got added to the princess and... Yeah, it's funny and effectively Emoji Land, the musical, is almost everything the Emoji movie could have been. I was going to say, I don't think there are that many people really passionate about emojis, President Company accepted. So <laughs> it's a weird subject. Like, people use emojis, but I don't know that people are really, you know. Could have been a good launching pad for the rest of the phone. A lot of good phone jokes and a lot of maybe digital culture jokes could have been had with emoji tying it together. But you're right, emojis themselves, can you, it's hard to feel strongly When they about announced them. this movie, I don't know that a lot of people were super hyped to finally <laughs> right. see emojis running around. I can't wait for the smartphone movie from the makers of the emoji movie. It's like, hey, that's an object that you have. Let's do a movie about it. Great. Yeah. Um, the flip phone movie. It's been in production for a while. If anybody has any last things that they want to say about this movie, uh, now would be a great time. Steve, do you want to talk about the poop jokes you liked? <laughs> yeah, here is the complete and comprehensive list of jokes that very briefly removed my meh face and gave me an actual smile. It's very short. It won't take long. Um, there's the scene at the very beginning where uh, Gene knocks over the elderly emoticons. We've already mentioned this. And one of them says, oh, my colon, which <laughs> is, is strange in this movie because it's actually both topical and not completely obvious. So it, 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 it amused me. Um, there's a brief line of dialogue where, uh, where Sir Patrick Stewart, as poop, uh, emerges from the boardroom and uh, Gene wants to ask him what they were discussing and whether his fate is is sealed. And he says, tell me, turd, tell me true, which <laughs> was an amusing enough construction of words that it, it made me chuckle like a that. little. That was funny. Uh, I mentioned the bit where um, where Alex has made his phone appointment and in the background you can see uh, Sir Patrick Stewart as poop punching a fan emoji, which made me laugh because it was in the background and not right in your face. Um, and then again, another poop related thing, um, during that same scene, uh, she says that Alex is going to have his phone wiped and the devil says, she said wiped. And Sir Patrick Stewart as poop says, aim higher, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been something that the screenwriters should, should have taken to heart from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. That was a good moment. Um, Yeah. I have four things I would like to mention. All right. One, why is there a callus on the back of the talking hand? That is a weird place to get a callus. Yeah, that is disturbing. Uh, The dumbest joke is when one person says, bye, Felicia, on the grounds that he is leaving. That Mm. is just a reference with no relevance to anything. Mm -hmm. Kids love Uh, it. Most predictable line I genuinely enjoyed, uh, Jailbreak the Hacker does say, I'm in. Yes. I like when hackers say I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. And the thing I didn't get about Textopolis most is why were there inanimate objects? We see mm-hmm. people eating pizza, but isn't pizza also oh a person? Yes. Why is absolutely? A dog I think there's Trudeau room a... to explore and do something interesting and funny there or just ignore it. I wondered about that because in the, in the loser lounge, I think they say we ordered Chinese food and I'm like, yeah, yeah. so He's is this a, a little... city with... What did that, hmm. He's got a little. He's got a little Chinese takeout container. He's eating from, or he hides it right in his. Yeah. The luggage does. Yeah. And I'm like, this is wrong. Like, there's room there, and they just ignored it completely. And I thought that was dumb. Yeah. There's no Chinese takeout emoji. Yeah. 
They could have had a great joke where they pan over to the Chinese restaurant. And it's, a sweat, it's a sweatshop. Just the existence of poop <laughs> emojis and the bathroom raises right. lots of questions they do not feel like answering. <laughs> so many questions. Yeah, that's where Sir Patrick Stewart lives, apparently. It's the bad place. Do emojis poop? Apparently. They procreate. Uh. Which is a whole other conversation. Um, Daddy, I... Jeremy, where do you new emojis come from? <laughs> <laughs> <What is that? laughs> I'll, I'll speak to you all about this later. I feel like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll explain. We the have an system. expert right here to answer all of these questions. When an emoji promos- proposal and the Unicode committee uh, love each other very much. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, isn't Jeremy an emoji midwife? Isn't that your job title too? Oh, that oh. is that is the, the most awful way to describe my job. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, not, no offense to big lives out he there. Prefers emoji never doula, please. Yeah. Oh, that's much better. I'm sorry, that's much better. Um, I have head canon that the reason that all of the best jokes come from poop. Um, is because Sir Patrick Stewart was cast so late um, because Jordan Peele was originally created, like um, asked to be poop. And so I'm sure they wrote all of these jokes and then they're like, oh no, we have Sir Patrick Stewart. Let's Uh, make funny jokes. And they're like, first off, Jordan Peele should have the funny jokes too. Second, the article I read referred to Jordan Peele (laughs) as turning it down because he had decided to to retire from acting, which is interesting because he's been in other stuff since then, which lets me believe he just said he was going to retire just to freeze them out and then just immediately started. No, no. His agent is on the line. He's like, Jordan, you're retiring from acting. He's like, no, no, no. (laughs) It's not you. It's me. You have two proposals on your desk. One. Well, you could direct horror movies. You've always kind of wanted to do that. Two, you could go be a voice in the emoji movie. Yeah. Sorry, Keegan, I'm out. I feel like being asked to play the poop emoji in the emoji movie is one of those incidents that would make one briefly retire from acting, uh, also, if only for a day not, or so. Not to get back to right. the nose emoji, but also choosing to have a black man as the uh, poo emoji yeah. is probably yeah. not the right not angle good. for this no. movie. So many. So yeah. Patrick Stewart is, at least it's funny. I, I, ho- I hope he thought it was a laugh. I, I, can, I have to think that he thought it was hilarious to do something as ridiculous as this. And He's probably been hearing from Michael Dorn for years how easy it is to do voiceover yeah. and cartoon work you don't have to put on clothes and they give you a huge pile of money for an hour's work ah, yeah. huge pile uh, <laughs> um i really liked his red alert joke too at the end where he yes. apparently gets a chair in his box to turn around and say red alert mm-hmm. that that was great the only good thing okay any other any other feelings about the emoji movie before we wrap it up? I just want up? to bring up that this movie was released alongside Atomic Blonde, a very excellent movie based on a graphic novel by our good friend Anthony Johnston. And what's depressing is this film did make back its budget. It made uh, it looks like four times its fifty million dollar budget. Atomic Blonde million uh, only made a hundred million dollars worldwide on a budget of thirty million. So, however, I just I, it bums me out that this movie surpassed atomic blonde but i think it's a very interesting uh very interesting uh it has the, the critical response is rather different however what hollywood knows is that um at least in the before time a movie that appeals to kids that's in theaters will get a certain audience because there'll be right. parents who are like let's take the kids to a movie what's playing the emoji movie all right and there's your box office right there 
No, you're totally right. Wait, this movie had a budget of $50 million? Yeah, well, it's that animated. It makes question. sense. It makes did, sense. Did $40 million of that go to Oracle licenses? Because it does not show in the movie. I think a lot of it went toward Jeremy and the other people at the marketing of the uh, red carpet <laughs> event and things well, that like that. Yeah. That's just how much they spent. They also got money from Dropbox, I guess. Yes. Right. Totally right. Totally right. You think? Although I don't know, uh, nobody need yeah, <laughs> nobody needs a, a fact check on this movie. But if you'd like to know my list of emojis that don't actually exist but were in here, uh, yes, please. I have I have them here. They are the gavel that used to be exist yes. but turned into oh, a hammer. The gavel, yeah. So that was in there. Bring it back I, I, again. Uh, well, you, we'll talk yeah. offline, Jeremy, about the gavel. <laughs> <laughs> but they could have had a joke. They could have done a joke, you know, about the gavel not existing. Not that most people would have realized that. Uh, that the guy. doctor was interesting. They showed the doctor smiley a number of times. At the time the movie would have been written, there was sort of a prototype that there was going to be maybe a doctor smiley emoji that was floating around, but it ended up being a human, like a health worker. So that didn't exist. There's a broom, there's lotion, Chinese takeout, and a kite, all of which exist now but didn't exist when the movie came out. And a red wagon, for whatever reason, there's that scene in the loser lounge right. with the red wagon emoji. Who, why? That's not an emoji. <laughs> I know it's the least of the issues, but couldn't you pick anything that exists? So this movie didn't have the pull to like have the Met emoji debut along with the movie. Oh, like the way the I, Muppet I, I, movie tried to introduce Walter, the yeah. Met of Muppets. I think they, they wrote this whole movie in between Unicode releases. I think that the Unicode spends longer planning their one emoji list for the year than this movie took to write and produce by the sounds of it. Burn. The Red Wagon is even more inexplicable because it serves as the butt of the talk to the hand joke, which could have literally been anybody on, mm -hmm. the, on the receiving yeah, end of that. That's the first yeah. joke they wrote down, and then they had no place to put it in the movie. I could be mistaken, but I swear whoever signed off on this movie has never actually used an emoji in their life. It's the only thing I can think of. For yeah. Every part of this movie, I swear it was it was completely signed off by someone that's never touched an emoji and went, yeah, that sounds about right. It's one of those executives that has their secretary print out all their emails. Mm. <sighs> all right. Well, we did it, everybody. <laughs> we watched yeah. the emoji movie. Woo. Why? Why did we do it? Why did we never ask that question, Jason? Why I, did we do it? Because I don't want to know the answer, Steve. I don't want to know the answer, but we got we got to the end. I would like to thank it. my panelists for surviving this discussion of the Emoji Movie, which is which is a, a bad movie. Steve Lutz, thank you. Hey, my eyes are up here, pal. <laughs> it didn't make any sense in the movie either. Oh, uh, Monty Ashley, thank you. I'll be in the Losers Lounge, which is what I call my living room. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Campbell, thank you. Uh, that's the thing about the internet. You can never tell if people are being sarcastic or serious. Glenn Fleischman, um, I need to get to the cloud where you can be what you want to be. Uh, well, thank you for making me a shell of my former self. My former self was also a shell. <laughs> and Jeremy Birch, thank you so much for coming on and having to watch this movie another time. But you are the uh, person, <laughs> a person mentioned in the Wikipedia page for it. So I had to call you. <laughs> It's a, it's a highlight, and I'm just glad this hasn't somehow tanked my whole career. <laughs> it's not out yet. We don't just, know. Yet. Just wait. Just wait. Don't underestimate us. And thanks to everybody out there for listening to this episode. Extra thanks if you watch the movie first. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Incomparable. Goodbye.